BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I had never been on a deep web, thought the whole thing sounded stupid, some illicit part of the internet with unknown atrocities lurking in every corner, but I was working on my master's thesis, and I thought a paper on the internet subculture sounded interesting. I got together with a friend, and he talked to me about tour, and showed me different precautions I could take to protect my identity and my computer while browsing the deep web. I was ready to explore this bizarre hive I'd heard so much about. Needless to say, for about two weeks I sifted through old websites that looked like they'd been developed during the 90s. Obscure internet relics floating out in the middle of nowhere. Derelict websites forgotten by time. Most of it was boring junk. Lots of Nazi conspiracy theorists, drug traffickers, pedophiles. It was what I expected. I would have been content to do my paper on Nazi subcultures on the deep web, or maybe even pedophiles. But I ran across something that really interested me. It was a forum awkwardly titled Enthusiast of Suicide. The name led me to believe the forum wasn't of English-speaking origin. The forum itself had a multinational array of boards for users from different countries. I saw boards in Spanish, French, Turkish, Chinese, a vast array of boards, but there was one common theme. Everyone on the boards was fanatically obsessed with suicide. People on the English-speaking boards would share different ideas about suicide, how to execute it, how to lessen the pain for people who are afraid of suffering. Stories about friends who had committed suicide, sharing explicit pictures of suicide with one another, people having discussions about it, 
It didn't seem to stop. Then on one of the boards, I noticed some people were talking about something called The Suicide Show. It's on tonight, are you going to watch it? One would say. No, I can't. Have a big day tomorrow. I plan on going into work with my 38 and killing my boss. Then I'm going to kill myself. The other would respond. I cringed at reading this. The suicide show? If it was what it sounded like, then it would be some kind of webcast with a bunch of people committing suicide. I felt my stomach turn and my palms were sweaty. But my mind... (laughs) My mind was racing with curiosity. I had to find out what this show was all about. This suicide cult had already given me enough material for an exciting thesis, but this would be the tip of the iceberg. I found out that the show came on at one in my area. I fished around until I found the link to the show. My throat had a huge knot sitting in it, and I know I must have been sweaty. But I couldn't let my nerves get in the way of my research. I was doing important work here. The live feed came on with the eerie sounding MIDI playing in the background. The film quality was grainy, as if filmed using a cell phone or a cheap camera. A woman with a microphone held tightly in both hands still with a forced smile on her face. I could see her mascara run down her face as if she had been crying. She looked like she may be in her 40s. She's Asian, and she looked incredibly uncomfortable and afraid. I gripped the armrest of my chair, my nails digging into it. She made me uneasy. The whole thing made me uneasy, but this was getting much more strange. She started speaking in a foreign language, so I quickly clicked a button that would display English subtitles on screen. Welcome to the suicide show. I'll be your host for the evening, she said, her pitch shaky and unnerved. Just the sound of her frightened voice made this so much more surreal and slightly nauseating. Let's start the show, she shouted with uneasy and forced glee. She threw an arm up in the air, her teeth clenched tightly into a nervous smile and a tear rolling down from one eye. This had to be fake. It was weird. But there was no way I was honestly about to be privy to what I thought I was going to witness. They tried hard to convince me that this was some illicit game show from hell. That this woman was being held against her will like Vanna White at gunpoint. But I wasn't biting. There's no way this was really happening. Our first contestant is from New York. His name is Robert Howard. She read from a cue card nervously. Looking at the camera with wild eyes. She then lowered the card. I could see her hands shaking. And the compulsory Thule smile flash again. As she lifted a hand in the air. A spotlight highlighted the area around a man sitting in a chair. He had a shotgun in his hands. I felt my nails dig deeper into my armrest. I clenched my teeth and watched on in horror. He lifted the shotgun to his mouth. I saw tears running from his eyes. And he fired. I could see the inside of his mouth light up for a brief second as the shot rang out. I jerked in my chair from the sound of the blast. I saw his head jerk back briefly as a discharge of brain and blood hit the wall behind him. 
His head lurched forward, his upper body slumped ahead, folding in on itself, his head dangling. I could see the top of his head. I could see the blood and the gore, and I could see the smoke wafting from where the blast had penetrated. I had seen plenty of horror movies, and I had seen plenty of gore on the internet to know the difference. I placed a hand on my mouth. I felt the air vacate my lungs as I stared on in abject terror. Judges? The woman cried out, throwing her arms as the cheap camera swung around to highlight three people sitting at a table. They wore black masks with zippers that formed smiles for mouths, and white tape that formed X's over their eyes with small punctures in them so they could see the show. One judge held up a 3.8, the other a 4.0, and the last judge held up a 3.5. Our next contestant is Carlos Riviera of Los Angeles, she said moving on to the next man. This man stood still, wearing no shirt and a simple pair of jeans. He was holding something in his right hand and his head was hanging low. He looked like he was focusing concentrating on something, trying to still himself. He gritted his teeth, clenching them tightly, his body shaking, and suddenly started to yell furiously as he brought a butcher knife up to his neck and started slicing across his throat. The knife cut coarsely through the skin, ripping through flesh, but he didn't get across his entire throat before he fell to his knees and grabbed his gullet with his hands. I saw blood spurting all over the floor, gushing outward from the open wound. His eyes were lit up with fear as he choked on his own blood. Look at him gush! The woman cried out, her voice a mixture of false enthusiasm, panic, and something akin to disgust. He collapsed into a pile on the floor, his legs kicking as he struggled to breathe. Judges? The woman said again. The camera swinging around once more. The judges held up a 4.8, 4.9, and a 4.7 respectively. There were two other contestants, but I couldn't watch anymore. I closed the feed and walked over to my window. I had to catch my breath. My heart was racing. What had I just seen? I didn't sleep that night. I could see the man who slit his throat. I could see his eyes as he struggled to breathe through a throat full of his own blood. I could see his bloody hands clasping at his neck in a combination of instinct and regret. I could see him kicking on a floor, laying sideways in a pool of his own blood. Every time I closed my eyes, it's all I saw. Needless to say, I dropped a paper on a suicide enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience that the deep web's a disgusting human cesspit. You don't know what lies in the darkest recesses of the human psyche until you go on there. I learned that the hard way. I got suckered in by the crazy stories and hype my friends gave it. I wanted to see it for myself. So last week, I downloaded Tor and started browsing. I didn't feel the need for any extra protection, being completely new to the entire concept. In retrospect, I wish I had. I spent hours clicking link after link after link, and I was starting to get bored and a little freaked out. 
had found a whole host of your typical crackheads searching for drugs, sites with hitmen for hire, and a shit ton of other military-grade weaponry. At one point, I found myself scrolling through post after post of vivid descriptions of animal abuse and how the sick fuckers who committed those atrocities get off to them every night. I wish I had closed my computer right then and there, but something kept my curiosity alight. Honestly, I think some part of me just wanted to see how fucked up the human mind truly could be. After a few more links to child porn and a couple of drug markets, I'd had enough. This is it, I sighed to myself. One more link and I swear I'm getting out of this hellhole. I clicked the link, going blindly into what, unbeknownst to me, would alter my already cynical views on humanity. I mean, honestly, when you hear a guy go on and on about lighting his dog on fire and watching it writhe, you tend not to think of the best of people but this. <laughs> this was a whole new level of twisted. The first thing that caught my eye was the curly pink font that served as the title of the opening page. It read, Peace and Love. I remember it all too clearly as it seemed so out of place. I scrolled down to find an image album in a simple chat box. No one was online at the moment so I went ahead and clicked the first set of pictures. I was not ready for what I was about to see. The very first picture was that of a young pregnant woman bawling her eyes out. She looked scrawny and thin, with cuts and bruises marring her pale skin. She looked scared and malnourished, like she was begging for a life. I clicked to the next photograph and nearly vomited. The young woman from before was now sat in a chair, facing the camera, her dead, doe eyes boring into me. She was covered in blood, and her abdomen had been torn open. In her cold, unfeeling arms she held the child, still attached at the umbilical cord. Its half-formed, lifeless body was a deep crimson with blood, and one could tell it had been forcibly ripped from the womb. On the wall just behind them, written in their blood, were the words, I gave them peace, in harsh, hasty letters. I don't know what possessed me to keep scrolling through the photo. It was as if I couldn't control my own facilities. The image only got more and more grotesque as I looked further. The following images seemed to be a time lapse of the decomposition of the body. I watched them rot, sitting there together. I watched the face of the mother, which could have once been considered beautiful, wither and collapse in on itself as a fetid mount of flesh. By the end of the series of images, there were nothing but desiccated skeletons. I would have noped it the fuck out of there had it not been for a message that popped up on my screen. It was from the website chat. It read exactly as follows. Hello there. Do you like what you see? Do you want more? Do you want to attain true peace? I didn't know how to respond. I was rooted to my chair with fear. Then a sicko spoke again. You don't have to be scared, Zachary. I love you. I want to help you. Let me help you. I managed to type a simple question. How in the name of hell do you know my name? Almost immediately, I got a response. I know everything about you. You know you really shouldn't leave your curtains open like that. You get a draft. You see, I just want to help you. Please just let me save you. 
My eyes flashed to the uncovered window behind me to the light of my webcam. My heart skipped a beat when I realized it was on. That sick fucker was watching me. I made a move to pull a plug on his sick son of a bitch when another message popped up. Don't try to shut me out. I'll bring you peace. I swear, Zachary Tanner, it's the only real bliss in this world. That was the last message I got before I finally shut it off. Needless to say, I stayed off the internet for a long while after that. Just today I got back on, praying to God that would have all blown over. Oh, how wrong I was. I logged into my email, only to find it spammed with emails from an account named I'll Show You Peace. Each one had the same message. I want to save you. I want to love you. I want to bring you peace, in all caps. But that wasn't even the worst of it. Each and every message had a candid photo taken of me within the last week. I've tried to involve the police, but they haven't been very much help. What do I do? Please help. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. About a year ago, someone introduced me to the shadow web. A sort of secret layer of the internet that you'll never find by googling or looking up message boards. There are no end links on the service web to the shadow web. And no, this isn't the deep net, in case you were thinking about that. Not some website with gore videos of freak accidents. I've seen those. I assure you this is something far more twisted. I never asked what his name was. He was a regular who came to the gas station where I worked at as an attendant last year. Every time he came in, he would buy 20 to $50 of U-Cash vouchers, which I assumed were for porn subscriptions. I think it was a combination of his beige polo shirts and receding hairline that gave off the creepy vibe of a pervert. One day, he asked for $300 worth of U-Cash vouchers, and I made the mistake of raising the question. What for? Have you ever heard of the shadow web? I remember him asking me casually as he counted $300 from a wad of $20 bills. I hadn't, so I shook my head. Then he looked through his wallet and withdrew a little slip. One about the size of a credit card. If you want to find out, he whispered. He leaned towards me and slid the piece of paper in my chest pocket. I gave him his vouchers. He left, and I never saw him again. Not long after, I left a job to return to school. It wasn't until a couple of weeks ago that I came across the old, yellowy uniform with the piece of paper still in the front pocket. When I opened it up and read its content, I immediately recalled my encounter with the creepy customer. The piece of paper had instructions on how to get to the gateway of the shadow web. There were a lot of steps, some more sophisticated than others. Unfortunately, I was both tech-savvy and curious enough to follow them. The first thing you want to know about this shadow web is that you don't want to go there. I've seen plenty of fucked up things on the web, but nothing comes remotely close to the things I saw on the shadow web. 
Thinking back, I should have noped the fuck out the instant I saw the front page. I don't know why I hadn't. Maybe something is wrong with me. When I got to the gateway page, which resembles one of those welcome pages that pops up when you use free Wi-Fi at the airport or mall, the first thing I noticed was the word corpse fucking. It was underneath a search field among 30 or so other words, which I assumed were the most commonly looked up things on the shadow web. Things like skinning and mutilation that should have been my cue to X out. There were a lot of other things too, other than sexual content and graphic gore footage. Things like instructions on how to make do-it-yourself roadside bombs. Things like Craigslist for cannibals and people who wanted to be eaten by cannibals. Things like a marketplace to buy and sell stolen identities, either individually or in bulk. I spent almost an hour reading up on leaked war documents and diplomatic cables on a site called Avengeweb. The website looked very retro, if you know what I mean. The layout had frames and each frame had its own scroll bar. When I found myself clicking on links without thinking twice, I realized I had become comfortable on the shadow web. Don't ask me how I came across this next website. Curiosity got the better part of me, and I clicked on things I shouldn't have. I'll spare you the actual name of the site, because I know some of you will make the same mistake that I did, thinking it can't be that bad. It can. When I got there, I noticed the Ucash logo at the bottom of the page, indicating that paid services were available. It was in fact a live webcam show, but you only paid if you wanted to be the director. Viewing was free. Beneath the live feed of a webcam was a login page to a chat room. It prompted me for a screen name when I clicked on a join button, so I just entered a random name like I always do when commenting on Pornhub or X videos. As soon as I got past the login, a torrent of messages flooded the screen. Most of the messages were in English, a few were in Japanese, and I think some were in Arabic or Farsi. The number of participants in a chat room fluctuated between 150 to 200 people, but that's only the number of people who bothered entering the chat. I suspect many more were watching anonymously. The majority of legible messages were start or go 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 or something to that effect. After about a minute, a man with his face hidden behind a hockey mask appeared on the feed. I remember him having dark brown skin and being really skinny, like starving Ethiopian skinny. Shortly after that, everyone was set on mute, except one user by the name of Italian Goat, who I figured was the director of this show. That's when a screaming began. She was blindfolded and tied to a wooden chair with her hands behind her back. A bigger, darker man dragged her by the hair until she sat dead center on my screen. I watched her try to struggle free from the ropes, but she was so tightly fastened that you could see the bruising. God knows how long she had been tied up like that. Finally, the bigger man took the blindfold off and she stopped screaming. When she looked into the camera, she seemed to realize what was about to happen. She started crying and begging the two men in what I think was Arabic. Then a message popped up on the chat. Italian goat, lay her sideways on the floor. The director issued his first command. The skinny man saw the message and related to the bigger man in their own language. 
Italian goat. Kick her in the stomach. The skinny man continued his translations. Italian goat. Kick her in the face. The screaming got louder and louder. What the fuck was I watching? This was it for me. I reached for my cell phone, ready to dial 911. Italian goat. Stump her on the tits. Tell your friend to kick harder. I paid good money for this. I was in so much shock at this point that I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. The kicking went on for another 10, 20, 30 seconds. It seemed as if it went on forever. Italian goat, now slit her throat. When I read that last message, the churning feeling in my guts intensified. No, 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 no. I kept thinking, somebody stop this. I tried to type into the chat, but the input field was grayed out. The woman cried even louder when she heard the man relay the last request. Italian goat, wait, no, not yet. The skinny man held one hand up to signal his partner to halt. My breathing returned to normal for a second, thinking the woman was spared, at least for the time being. Then the director continued, Italian goat, take her eyes out first. The skinny man stared directly into the webcam. I couldn't see the entirety of his face, just his eyes and a small patch of skin around each one. In his eyes, I searched desperately for the slightest hint of hesitation. Please, put a stop to this, I prayed. But I kept the mouse cursor hovered over the close button in case they didn't. And then, the skinny man began typing and a second screen name popped up on the log. Admin, another $500. My mind froze when I saw the number. $500. This woman was being tortured and possibly killed for a meager sum of $500. I was making as much every other week at the gas station, and I was barely making minimum wage. If I can offer $1,000 to stop this, I would. I would empty out my savings account if it meant saving her life. I would. I swear on my life. I'd pay anything to stop this madness. Italian goat. Okay, I quickly shut off the screen before I could see any more. I wish my common sense could have kicked in earlier. I ran out to the yard where I regurgitated about two mils worth of vomit. It had been a long time since I felt this sick from watching something. When I was in junior high, some friends showed me a clip from Rotten.com. It was the one where a man had his skull sliced in half by the rotor blades of a helicopter he was in the midst of repairing. And then, over the years, I've seen many more videos like that one. Enough that I don't get the urge to puke in my mouth anymore. But let me tell you this. Seeing a live footage of a real person being tortured is stomach turning on a whole different level. When I was done spitting out the last bits of bile in my mouth, I heard screaming coming from my room. It was then that I realized that in my haste to turn a monitor off, I had forgotten to turn off the speakers as well. Her screams got worse and worse until finally I was able to reach behind the desk and disconnect the speakers from the computer. The silence that followed was unbearable. It was as if my own hands had silenced her, killed her. I felt remorse such as I never felt before. I killed her. I thought to myself again and again, I killed her. The feeling was unreal. I had to find out if she was alive. As I reached over to turn the screen back on, 
A voice inside my head begged me to stop. I do not want to see what I'm about to see. But before I could stop myself, my hand already acted. The image on the screen was an image I will never, ever forget. The severed head of the woman sat there straight across from me, both eyes missing from their respective sockets. That face, that warped, mishappened face have haunted me ever since. Even now as I write this, I can feel their hollow eyes glaring at me from behind. I sleep with all the lights on, the TV on, but nothing helps. Right before I shut down the browser and reconfigured the network settings to access the good old regular internet, I remember seeing one last line on the chat line. It read, Admin, thank you for watching. The next show will be in one hour. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 